Yo, we're back. What's up? That was my high energy uh, intro. I'm in, feeling it. You know, <laughs> it's about as high energy. But you don't as I got. do very much to get higher than I do. No, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm up there. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Yeah, this is the video game hour. That's right. Uh, I'm Tavi, and I'm Yusef. And yeah, we're doing it. The uh, game of the hour today is going to be God of War. The 2000... don't, get it, don't get it confused with the original. <laughs> yeah, the reboot. One. The the fatherly reboot of God of War. Um. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that in just a little bit. It should be asking first. But what have you been playing, man? I've been playing a little bit of Detroit, Become Human. Okay. And <laughs> Are you becoming more human? I feel like I'm becoming less human. <laughs> That's it. That's a wrap. <laughs> and good episode. Yeah, that is my description. Why but, is that? I mean, I'm basically playing it because I'm, I'm, I'm writing a review about it for uh, Waypoint. Oh, nice. Um, and almost done with that. So that's that was a game that I played this week. And I won't spend too much time on it because I've just been thinking about it nonstop. So I kind of don't want to talk about it much more than plus, I already have. Plus, you got to read the review, guys. Come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Give, give me them page views. Give me them page views. <laughs> uh, not, that I, not that it matters to me. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Flat feet, right? Um, yeah, so I mean... It's very much a David Cage game. Yeah. Um, I think it is a lot more coherent than the last two games he's done. Like so it's like Heavy Rain, and Beyond Two Souls, Beyond Two Souls, yeah. and originally Indigo Prophecy. Yeah, which I'd never played. Okay. I didn't play his early stuff. And from what I hear, I don't need to play. <laughs> Indigo Prophecy was really, really cool at the time, uh -huh. and then it went completely it so off of the fucking rails by the end. Like yeah. alien conspiracy theory shit. Yeah, the Crazy. dude. The dude is a hack. Yeah, he's a total fucking hack. Which is hilarious because I was reading a I was reading a piece about him and apparently in France he's known as the Godard of video games. Oh Christ! <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! Oh, France. you guys need to find a better yeah. You guys need to find Godard a better Godard of video, video games. games for sure. Um, but yeah, like uh, the writing is pretty hacked. But the you know gameplay is always something that I enjoy and my wife Vivian also does. Nice. Like, so we play it together often, um, and it's kind of those games are, do have some merit for that, like being games that can have an audience mm -hmm. like because a lot of games are just boring for anybody else to watch you play and, yeah that's true um i mean i mean that's also why i really like until dawn because yep. that's a game that takes the me mechanics of quantic dream games but also like it doesn't take itself super seriously right and it's super goofy and like kind of plays in, or like uses the um you know the the tone of a teen slasher um so i think like I like that direction, especially that game I like a lot more than the Quantic Dream games. Yeah. Because it doesn't pretend it's the Godard of video games. It's yeah. Like, no, this is just a fun party game that, like... It's not, like, trying to be, like, social commentary or anything. Yeah. And, like, Which I don't think failing is, at And that. I don't think that's wrong, like, wrong no, 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 to try, but it's, like, if you try and fail, like, multiple times, <laughs> then you should probably give up. Yeah. Uh, and instead for, you know, Quantic Dream, they just seem to want to... They're just flying ever closer to that sun of oh trying God. to make a important statement with their games. Was there a, was there a press X to Jason moment? Because I remember that from Heavy Rain. Quantic oh, Dream sure. kind of created I mean, this hilarious... How can you moment. not remember? Everybody knows it. Even people haven't played the game. I know. Though. Press X to Jason. It's definitely not as, as cringy as that. Okay. Like, um, I mean, all the all this stuff that is dumb and bad is like... At the level of like a shitty cable show kind of thing, like, so it's like so, the writing that's yeah, really dumb and bad. Yeah, and so it's like a lot more um, competently done. Like okay. I feel like you can get through it without. Though <laughs> uh, I can't. I don't want to spoil it. Like there's the a secret ending oh, no. that is so good. Like I mean, you can kind of YouTube the secret ending. Okay. Because it's not really secret. I'm not going to play this game. Secret. I'm make no like, bones it about it. Happens, you can spoil it. It just happens if, if you get the right, the good ending of the game. Okay. Um, which is like if everybody survives or whatever. Please tell me it's a dance sequence. It's uh, practically as good. <laughs> um, but I won't say any more about All it. All right, okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, there are definitely extremely goofy elements to the game. I'm going to YouTube that shit immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I recommend it. It's pretty hilarious. Okay. It's just like... It just really boggles the mind this guy gets so much money to make these games. Yeah. Because he's just like so bad at basic writing skills. God um, damn. And he writes them all, right? Yeah, he's like Gosh. a lead writer. Lord. That's the thing. Like, if he delegated to somebody who's better at <laughs> writing, writing, yeah, that's, that's true for a lot of directors. Yeah. A, lot of male, a lot of male directors. Yeah, totally. <laughs> More on that. Yeah. <laughs> In um, our game of the hour. But yeah, besides that, you know, that's kind of taken up a lot of my time. But sure. I also jumped into Destiny. Okay. Because they have a new expansion out. Also, the right speaking of bad writing, <laughs> or like no writing, right? It's, I mean, they have more story. plot in this one. It does have like a few story missions. They're actually really short for this expansion. Like it feels more like kind of like a that's the very the least important part of it. It's more um, 
they do a lot of like um, they've done a lot of like game changes in terms of changing the the balance of the engine yeah or the balance of the gameplay like the way certain like activities that you do like strikes are kind of rebalanced so they're like actually they're really fun now because the the difficulty level like matches perfectly like my level and oh, cool. so like and there are extra qualifiers that that make it really like extra challenging but in a way that's still like approachable nice like so like, the baseline like, is like nice and easy yeah they'll be like electricity does more damage and then also like if an enemy punches you you immediately die like so it just like throws these cool modifiers in there and then it changes completely like you know how you approach it because you're like oh i can't use my sword because oh and those are like that. temporary modifiers yeah they so just like change every rule. week oh okay cool so it's like kind of embracing it's i feel like it's doing a better job of embracing it's like mmo quasi mmo status where it's like what keeps you coming back to this yeah I'm, you know i'm going to here are these like new things that can like change to, very dramatically change like how you play from week to week or even day to day What's it like? Um, I mean, I mean, it, it sounds like you're saying it's embracing its MMO. Like, what's it like playing Destiny two in a post Fortnite world or Fortnite world? <laughs> Fortnite, Fortnite. That'd be a good. That's like, no, it's like a meme. Version. It's oh, a meme. It? Okay. It's like all the like, uh, it's all the like neglected boyfriends and girlfriends of the world are like, oh, uh, like I lost my girlfriend or boyfriend to Fortnite. What is this Fortnite <laughs> thing? That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, they think Fortnite put a Fortnite truck, food truck, in the game to acknowledge the meme or something. But what is it like? That's pretty cool. What is it like playing Destiny in a post I mean, Fortnite world? Like, are it's people playing it? Is pretty, it crickets? No, it's, it's popular. Right. It's popping. Especially after the expansion. Ah, okay. Um, who knows, like, when it'll die back down again. I mean, it, they're so different, obviously. Like, the, and in terms of, like, community, obviously, Fortnite is, like, way more active. And I do, like, the way Epic, like, responds to stuff like that, like, how it's, like, always changing is yeah. really neat. Like, like, I mean, obviously, it's not, not strictly an MMO. It's, like, just a competitive game. And are you playing Fortnite as well? I I've, 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 I played a little bit of it when I like like first kind of popped up. Yeah. Actually, my Boris like got me to oh, play a little Boris. bit of it. Nice. Our friend Boris, because um, he got a new PC. Shout so out to Boris, games. probably one of the twelve people listening. Yeah, <laughs> what's up? Big gamer now. Oh, is he? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That? PC gaming life. PC gaming. I guess I that works for a chess yeah, master. Yes, yeah, exactly. That, that totally the matches. Chess his master would never never doubt no. on the console. It's like checkers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, wow, but, we just lost a lot of chess <laughs> and PC gamer listeners. Yeah, and checkers. And checkers, yeah, man. Yeah, fuck, I just dissed on che- I just That's it. I'm fucked. I'm um, retiring. But yeah, like, I played a little bit of it, and it's, fu- it's like, fine. I could totally see. I mean, it's free. Right. It's a big draw. It's free, yeah. Um, is very much not free. <laughs> like, the original game is $60. The expansions are, like, $30 for the season Good pass. Lord. So you're going to spend, like, 100 bucks to, like, play all of this game. Um, that's crazy. So there's a commitment there. And, but I already made it, so like <laughs> I might as well return to the game. Like, right, I already sure. got the season pass. Sure. But I, I definitely have been like enjoying it way more than I thought I would, because like, I definitely burnt out after a while. It kind of reminds me of Diablo 3, where though Diablo 3 never like brought me back in when they like right. changed Once everything. Right, you drop off, you kind of But they like, did a lot of, like people were like, oh, three years later, Diablo 3 is now a good game. And you're like, that's, cr- that's, that's insane. That's crazy, yeah. But that's, I think that's the direction that Destiny 2 is going in, um, okay. where they're just like, you know, trying to make it as good a game as they can because they have the resources. Sure. And everything that people are complaining about, they're paying attention to and then, like, kind of fixing it. And it's just, like, the loop is just, like, a lot more um, interesting. Or, like, not interesting, but... Satisfying. Satisfying. Yeah. It's a lot more satisfying. And there there was one previous expansion that I never didn't even finish, so, like, there's just, like, more content than I can, like, that I could sink my teeth into. Nice. And... It's just fun to play. Like this, it's really unparalleled in terms of console shooters. Like in terms of the mechanics and and the feedback. Like they just nail that formula better than anyone else, in my Sweet. opinion. Like I just don't like. There are very few games. Like I mean, Titanfall Two is really fun. Like, yeah. um, f- but that's mainly for like just the tone and like the bombast of it with the robots and running the walls and stuff. Yeah. But like in terms of just like, if I just want to sit down and like turn my brain off a little bit and just like get that feedback then destiny is the game for that though i do need to restart my clan because i think my clan kind of fell off <laughs> so it's just like me and my one friend who still play <laughs> we're and gonna like, do it and, and like you have like um it tracks like clan progress and then we have like we're like this tiny bar oh no it's just filled with this giant thing because you can like get bonuses from like if your other clan are doing activities ah which so is social like any, reinforcement yeah social reinforcement kind of like it's almost like farmville or something yeah it it's is. like if they all do stuff, cow got loose and you get some, <laughs> you need yeah. to shoot 
but I'm like, monsters. ooh, maybe we need to like do, join another clan because like, yeah, we're just like, it's not, it's not happening just for us. Yeah. And like, I haven't done like the raids. Obviously, require like, um, it's like, uh, I think six people or something. So, which is like the, that investment alone is is. I mean, obviously, it's like the MMO thing to do is the raid, but like at my 34 five now 34 years of age mm-hmm. um that's a really hard thing to to yeah, like do which is like commit to five hours of you know really difficult gameplay with other other like grown people who also have to commit multiple yep. hours yep. to this gameplay is like such a demanding task oh absolutely but it's it's pretty neat when like it all works like it's like actually like a, a very unique um interaction in the gaming space like there's not much else like it yeah you know? sounds cool um totally not my cup of tea but sounds really cool yeah i i i'm not even like a proselytizer i'm just yeah, like, yeah i get that people no one else wants to play this game but i'm like super into you're it you're super into it i, I got just, a few like, friends who are super into it for did sure. some, like i just like got some new shaders my outfit is looking fly nice like the fashion element of that game is like only gets better and better because there's like so many different costumes you can get that's awesome uh, and I like and like a game that can pull off like a good aesthetic and a good like um, fashion vibe in his character already has like a big bonus, you know, because it, that's a draw there. Like, yeah. even if it, even if you're not making it personally, you have some ownership over it because like you're curating it and you're totally. kind of like you're still like responsible for it. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I'll show you my my outfit later. Sweet. And I'll put it under the podcast. Yeah, you should. You definitely <laughs> should. My website. Oh my god! Like here it is. Here's my guy. Here's my guy. Look at my shaders. <laughs> Yeah. That's super cool, man. Yeah. So, yeah, you? on my end, uh, I've been playing... Well, actually, the free one of the free PlayStation games of the month was Beyond Two Souls. Yeah, speaking uh, of so Quantic I liked Dream. Quantic Dream. <laughs> uh, more like Quantic Nightmare uh, or Quantic Daydream or something. Because it yeah. wasn't very deep. Like, I couldn't get very yeah. into it. Um, I think the sort of nonlinear storytelling, the general, like, like shittiness of the writing, mm-hmm. um, and also, the, like... It feels like, and I don't know, I haven't played very deeply, like, into the game, but, like, the whole thing just feels like it's really, like, creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, it's like, it's like a weird decision tree that tries to funnel you towards, like, sexual assault. Like, there was this, like, party scene early in the game where I go to these, like, friends or, like, other people whose, like, parents work at the, like, psychic center or whatever, like, is having their birthday, and they, like, just immediately, like, do start, like, being, like, you know, hashtag teenagers and, like, whip out, like, drinks and smoke and, like, black out the curtains and just start, like, dancing and shit. Um, and just, like, every decision that was available to me just kept on putting my main character, uh, I think this girl, I think her name is Jody or yeah, something. Yeah, Jody. Just it kept putting Jody in these, like, really, like, potentially uncomfortable positions with these, like, douchey dudes or, like, these abusive, like, teenage girls. So I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna leave the party. And that was luckily a choice. They were like, use your powers, show us your powers. And I was like, oh, this could be like a carry moment. This could be like, I'm about to fucking go full, you know, flame powers on him. But I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna leave because fuck that shit. And so I just like, again, like, even though she has this, like, the whole premise of the game, she has like this, like, psychic bond with some, like, telekinetic ghost. But I just couldn't get into it. And like, the writing, again, was like pretty quantic dreams. So I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Um, Totally. So barely played that. Uh, and then uh, I've been playing a bunch of sort of smaller games on my Switch, uh, playing a really great, really funny uh, take on the Oregon Trail type of game called uh, Death Road to Canada, which I highly recommend. It's super, super fun. Uh, it's basically like a zombie apocalypse version of Oregon Trail, and you're trying to drive a car from Florida to uh, Canada, to the Canadian border, where it's like supposed to be safe. And it's just, like, the writing is really funny. The gameplay is super light, but, like, deep enough that you can, like, have fun with it. Instead of, like, the hunting and the fording the river sections, you basically have, like, a like a top-down uh, 2D kind of, like, run and melee kind of thing where you run into these, like, different, like, procedurally generated environments and, like, have to, like, scrounge for supplies and, like, very basic, like, food, fuel, medicine, uh, and ammunition. So there's, like, the sort of scrounging 2D stuff, but the other thing that I really love about the game is the character uh, creation, where there's just, like, tons of modifiers that have, like, very different effects when they work in combination. So each character gets, like, a trait and a skill, and the way that they all bounce off of each other is, like, really, really fun uh, and deep enough that, like, I've, I've completed the Death Road to Canada a couple times, but there's, like, a bunch of different, like, ways that I could have gotten there 
uh, and like the sort of episodes that you can trigger along the way have lots of different resolutions depending on who you bring along and what skills they have. So it's like really, really fun, um, very light, perfect sort of like subway game. Um, what is it on? What did you play it on? I'm playing it on the Switch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I think it's also on like PC or mm-hmm. Mac or whatever. Um, really, really fun. It kind of reminds me of like 80 Days a little bit where it kind of yeah. like, yeah. it's like the road trip vibe. Yeah. I mean, obviously this is more interactive, right? Yes. You have a character. The, and the around. 2D like scrounging mm-hmm. like melee sections are great because like there's light ones where you can just, you every two or three days in game, you like make a stop and then just again like procedurally generates like you're in a town or you're at a roadside like way station or you're in a barn or farm or whatever or you're in a whatever and all of them have different characteristics and the great part is they'll cobble those levels together with like the basic procedural building blocks and there's also like different levels and behaviors of zombies that could be populating them so yeah it'll like it'll roll like different locations but then within the locations it'll have like different um densities and behaviors of zombies as well so it's like you kind of never play the same game twice but you do start learning the patterns so you can like get better at the game it's really really fun and then every now and again it'll lock you into a location as a siege where you just have to like survive you can't just like leave the area on your free will you have to survive for a given amount of time it's actually surprisingly hard um Mm -hmm. especially near the end of the death road um and i just i couldn't recommend it more man it's like a really fun light game in the oregon trail like milieu uh, and other than that, I have been playing a metric ton of N++. Uh, and full disclosure, I like produced one of the versions of N++ back when I was at Atari, uh, made by a couple of friends of mine, Marin Reagan, uh, who make up the development studio MetaNet. Um, and it's, despite that connection that I have with them and with that game, it, is, it has always been one of my favorite games of all time. It's a pure platforming experience. Uh, just left, right, and jump, avoid all your enemies, collect gold, and get to the next level. But N++, like, I could not endorse a game more. Like, it's the best version of one of the best games of all time. Like, just hands down. And at, like, I don't know what they're selling it for on the eShop. It's like 14 bucks or something, or 15 bucks, but it comes with something like 4,000 levels. So, like, <laughs> like It'll take a while. the value that you get yeah. for plunking down that change, and it's not published by anybody but MetaNet. Metanet. It's like a direct indie game. You support the developers. It's awesome. Like, anyone who's listening that enjoys running and jumping, please buy that game. It's fucking amazing. Uh, and I'll talk about that more, actually, in relationship with God of War, strangely enough. Strangely enough. Uh, but yeah, those have been the main games that I've been playing. Little dabbles with uh, other favorite Switch games because now I'm, I actually have less and less free time uh, sure. these days. Um, and so I've been like dabbling in like uh, a couple matches of Splatoon 2, which is still phenomenal. They keep adding content to it. Uh, yeah, I think another game where they keep like yeah. adding more to it. You know, like, yeah. it's almost like it's, like it's not. We're at the stage where it's not really MMO. But it's like similar where it's like these worlds that the companies put out and then yeah. continue to build upon, like which is gonna bring you back, like Fortnite. I feel like they're almost like Fortnite and Splatoon are very similar. Yeah, they feel like in terms like of that. shooter light with a really interesting twist. Like in Fortnite it's the building component. In Splatoon it's the like covering area with paint component. But yeah, very like just creative and fun. Splatoon had like come out for free on a smartphone. <laughs> imagine like oh how gosh. big it could have gotten it could have it like was it locked onto a console and yeah. locked within nintendo's ecosystem exactly but it's still doing well i think even for that because like yeah. you know there's no wait for a game like it seems like there's tons of players all the yeah. time uh and it's finally younger demographic is being really still maybe, like yeah. really strong never can tell though because without that chat <laughs> there's no way <laughs> and there's no way i'm gonna be hooking my smartphone up to Oh god, no. Splitter to it. Yeah, they just did not. But again, it's a game where you don't really need to check. No, not at all. You, you know like, you know what you gotta do. Yeah. Remember to ink your fucking spawn. Yeah. Ink your spawn. Ink your spawn. Ink people. your spawn point. And then the rest is just to go out and have a good time. Inking your spawn it's the same thing as like in Overwatch, like picking a support character. Where yeah. it's like Someone people just don't want to do it and it's always like character. one person has to just do it. You it know, me. Like, yeah, it you. It you're the, you're the <laughs> I am the spawning. Yeah. I'm like fine. Everybody run out. You take your glo- you get your glory. I'll be here. Yeah. Fastidiously inking our spawn. Y'all can thank me later when we win by like point two percent. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for the little square area. Exactly. Square area. Yeah. That little dead end behind your spawn. That's that my. That is area. my signature on the fucking sport. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah. Um. 
So shall we turn to the game of the hour? I think we should. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, as I mentioned before, uh, we're just, just now, I've been having less and less free time, um, and that's because my wife and I are pregnant. We're expecting... Yeah, man, we're so excited. And that's actually confetti, part of... Confetti, confetti. Confetti, confetti, yeah. You guys can't see it, but we actually brought confetti, and we're throwing it's it. Do, 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 do. Good video luck cleaning this up. Video this time. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> good luck cleaning some, like, confetti effects <laughs> yeah, over the video. Yeah, amazing. Make sure that there's, like, a, a gif of confetti underneath. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next I'll, to I'll the picture of, gif, your, yeah. uh, of your shadered customized destiny character. yeah well there's a destiny email where you throw confetti at the ground oh so perfect maybe i should go find you that. should do that you should have a character do that emote in your shader i'm and celebrating for my friends <laughs> yeah so yeah we're, we're expecting twins actually mm -hmm. uh twi identical twin boys can't be easy no, it will not be easy but also i'm leaning really hard into my naivete i have never this is our first uh kids so uh you know i feel like i don't know how hard it can be yeah. So it's going to be as hard as it's going to be. Yeah. And I'm happily leading into my naivete on it. It'll, it'll be as difficult or as easy as it, it is. Um, and I'm just so excited, man. Like, I feel like for my whole life, I've, like, I'm using air quotes here. Like, I've wanted kids, but not even knowing, like, not even realistically, because, like, it was never a realistic thing. But, you know, especially in the lead up to trying to get pregnant, like, I really had made a lot of peace with it. Like, I, like... It, you know, spent a lot of time soul searching and setting sort of my intentions for myself and for the experience. And, you know, we got pregnant. Um, and I have, like, obviously, I want them to stay in as long as possible because twins tend to arrive early. I want them to cook for as long as possible. Of um, but I really cannot wait for this chapter of my life to start and our lives to start. So I'm, I'm super excited. I'm thrilled. And it's given me a really interesting take on God of War um, yeah. because, man, so God of War is our game of the hour. We picked it in a lot of ways because I'm going through this like crazy milestone. And the game is meant to be sort of the coming of age of this, you know, formerly brutal, childlike power trip game, God of War. A game franchise, God of War, where essentially in this one, Kratos has a living son. Um, and you spend a lot of the game uh, in a very sort of you know, Kratos version of like paternal relationship with this boy that you tend to call boy, boy. boy. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you know, might be interesting to, we thought it might be interesting for us to play this game and see how that sort of fictional yeah. trapping, this game, wrapping paper. Like, literally tailor made for you. Yeah. For where <laughs> I am right now. Where you are. Yeah. It's like a mid thirties dude. Yeah. Who's like, has to grow up. Yeah. Has to find responsibility. Put the games away. Yeah. Put the game, put the toys away. Put the toys away. Except for this one last toy. Except for this one. Yeah, exactly. Here's your last toy. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we can, I, I'd love to talk about the actual mechanics of the game maybe before yeah, we talk about the, yeah. uh, the daddening the of the franchise. Sure. Um, so what did you think? First of all, what did you think of the game? Did you have fun playing it? Like I did. Yeah, I really like the mechanics of the game. Nice. I'm into it. Like at first, when I first loaded it up, I was like, "Oh, I hate this." <laughs> like, because they that was offending complaint. It's like it takes too long to get to the yeah. point where you're like feeling your your oats, mm -hmm. <laughs> like in terms of the, the the battle, because you start with just your axe and like two or three attacks yep. that you just do over and over again, um, and then you're like, "God, there's got to be more than this. This is so bad." And then, little by little, you unlock uh, uh, attack combos and various skills and magic attacks. Yep. And then, yeah, by the end, you're just like, I can do so many things. Like, I can approach this battle in any number of ways. Like, because you also get your old school blades, yep. blades halfway through. And then, so you get, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this for a while. I'm going to seamlessly switch to my axe, throw it at that guy, freeze him in place, take this other guy and start punching him. Because punching is, like, a perfectly, like... Um, valid form of approach yeah. because your fists are very powerful. They are Kratos fists. And you got your sh your shield, yeah. your cool tech tech shield. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just like get so complex, and especially like you know when you start doing some of the challenges where it's like um, like Muspelheim and like some other places uh, where you really have to like figure out um, how like it actually demands of you to like um, use all learn that, yeah, use 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 the tools as opposed to just like other parts of the game where it's kind of you can do whatever you want yeah. like the story I mean I was almost like I, I kind of shot myself in the foot by doing too much side content yep. and by the end of it I was like so this is crazy easy Yeah, <laughs> like you could just like hit the guy and he just like disappears <laughs> um, but that that's fine because I think the strength of the game isn't really the main story is like, like any open world game it's like the world it's like uh, the 
the experience of go, turning around a corner and finding like a werewolf and being like, oh shit, and like having <laughs> boy. to <laughs> boy shoot this shoot damn it, thing, shoot, shoot, uh, and then you know kind of figuring that out and like figuring out like what you can do and what um, what unlocks as you as you like learn more about like your tool set. Yep. Um, yeah. So like. I'm, and I've like seen like some complaints about like the way the game performs in terms of the battle just or the the action not being fun and I'm like just haven't had that I just didn't have that experience yeah. I just had a lot of fun playing it nice. as like a pure like mechanical experience like on that level it was very satisfying and like I think they did a great job of like of advancing and and evolving the the moves the moves and the mechanics and the interaction like. It it's a like way meatier than the original game. Yes, were. certainly it's so much beefier than the original hack and slash gameplay. And it's yeah. it's interesting the way that you put it, where the game started out rather narrow in the move set and what you could do. In a way, I felt like it was kind of trying to show you what the series had come from because the series came from you know light attack, heavy attack, jump, yeah. uh, and evade, and that's the tools you have at the very start of the game. Um, and so, yes, very quickly it starts to sort of widen and widen and give you more and more options uh, on the unlock tree. But I felt like, and this is not to discredit it, I think it's great, especially for people like you, I think, that actually can reap the benefits of a full articulated combat like system. I felt like it expanded and expanded and expanded to the point where basically it started narrowing again mm. because a lot of the moves were... Um, just beyond my capacity to remember that I had unlocked them and <laughs> yeah. used them all. So like every time I went back into that menu to unlock a new thing or use my XP that I had gained, I was like, oh yeah, I like forgot that I have this entire tree of like branch of like moves. Let me do that. And I'd like unpause and like start using that move set. And I'm like, that's great. But I already had such a, like a sort of habit at that point, by like level four of my character, I had built up so many combat habits that, as you said very articulately, like the critical path doesn't very demand very much of you in terms of like you know critical skills. So like I kind of like brute forced my way through the game, which is Kratos's mo. He's a brute force character. So in a way, there was this like kind of the when it reached a critical sort of uh, width of. Uh, available options my brain just couldn't track them all and so in a weird way it was kind of funneling me back towards my habit which was you know light attack heavy attack combo sure you know throw the axe yes because it's so satisfying to press triangle and have it come like whipping back to you in that like thor mjolnir style ship super cool super super cool actually reminds me of street fighter now, now that you're talking about it in this way like sure. or any fighting game yeah you build your because, habits like also, like it has the that back and forth in your first learning character where you go to the pause menu and you're like looking at all the combos. Yeah. And you're just like, oh sh, there's a lot of combos. This, yeah. And you're just like, okay, let me let's learn this one. And you go back <laughs> and you're like, okay, and you practice and they practice it a bunch. And you're like, okay, it's like this this um, is very similar um, path in terms of difficulty. Yes. Um, where it's like when you start, like you're just, and especially in a fighting game, it's like. Mortal Kombat is like, do, do the leg sweep, do the leg sweep, yeah. uppercut, like, that's it. And then, like, Street Fighter is like, fireballs, and that's, you want more fireballs, I'm sorry for you. That's, that's, that's all, all, that's all I got. got. That's all I got. <laughs> but then you try, you have to, like, you, for, you have to force yourself. You have to force yourself. There's no, it. like, the game doesn't provide, like, it expects that of you, like, in terms of, if, if that's the experience that you want, exactly. then you have to put that, that level of investment into yeah. it. And it. Which it can, I mean, is hard. It's harder it is than hard. if it was simpler or more um, intuitive. And I also think that it it is hard, I agree with everything you said. I also think that it's completely, not completely, but I think it's it's largely incompatible with the story, like the linear story adventure mm -hmm. aspects of the game. Like, in a game like Dark Souls, for example, and we have to compare this game to Dark Souls. Like, it feels like... It feels inspired somewhat. Yeah, it's... The combat has been slowed down slightly. Uh, it's slightly more tactical and methodical evasion is key uh, you know these kinds of elements that were taken largely from the popularity and from the elegance of a Dark Souls like system the thing that I think Dark Souls does so well I know I've never completed a Dark Souls game <laughs> you played a good but I played a good chunk yeah. uh, I've praised the sun um, but basically like I think that in this game the large variety of moves um, that the player can mix and match um, the variety and the options that they have are kind of in competition with the linearity of the story. 
um, because you you're constantly just being introduced to new concepts and new things. And again, like you're the parts. I think the parts of my brain that just wanted to get to the end to like scatter the mom's ashes. Um, are definitely in competition with the parts of the brain that are going for the side challenges or going for combat perfection or combat depth. Like, you, again, don't need to really learn the system. You can brute force your way through the game very easily, very successfully um, to experience that type of gameplay. Whereas in Dark Souls, it's kind of an exercise in the opposite, where it's scarcity. You know, you, you have these different weapons that do perform differently, and you have to select them, and that's your main. That's your weapon now, and you've chosen that a weapon will choose, like, will change the timing and the keyframe animations of how you move but again it's just a two button combat system it's light and heavy right and maybe magic if you use it i think in a lot of ways like the the lore and the 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 the, the story of dark souls is hidden you know it's it's largely discovered just by you know you have to dig deeper than than a cutscene arresting your you know your progress and showing you story and yelling story at you in Dark Souls, your story is an option, right? It could just be the magnificence of the level design of like Dark Souls 1, where you're like, yeah, like I'm here for combat, and I'm here for survival, and the lore and all the trappings of the world are contained there, and they're waiting for me if I should choose to go there. And there's no competition between those two elements. Uh, whereas in God of War, I was like, okay, there's a ton of combat options, there's a ton of um, kind of side questy shit to do, and then there's just this like straight story of like, we need to get to the top of the mountain and then scatter the ashes. And both... There's were, a ton, ton of talking, too. Ton of talking. <laughs> ton of talking and yelling. They recorded quite a few lines for this game. Yes, they did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I enjoyed the gameplay. I really enjoyed the combat. Really, really fun. Uh, I don't see myself necessarily like, going back to, like, do any of the side challenges or anything like that. Like, I mm. unlocked Muselheim, Muselheim and Niflheim and all that stuff. And yeah. I, like played to like the first rung of each of their ladders cool. and i was like that's enough <laughs> gotta go gotta go i'm already Sorry, really great, powerful. great world love your world gotta yeah, go gotta be go. back maybe later you know and i think there were parts of the hub and spoke system the way that they designed the world to be centered around that travel like yeah. spoke uh, hub in the middle and like all the areas around it there were some things that were cool about it like going to new places was cool but there were some really terrible choices made, I thought, with the sequencing of the critical path. Like, I don't know if you felt this uh, as sort of pervasively as I did, but every time you were going to unlock a travel gate uh, in the center of the world, you went off, you did something, you learned about this travel gate or the thing to do to get access to it, you went all the way back to the center, and you like got into that room, and you turned the dial, and it was like, oh, this doesn't work. You're gonna need something. But you're like, wait, but I, I just got all the way back here, mm. thinking that I can go to the next dimension or whatever the fuck it is. Mm. And now I have to go all the way the fuck back out and like get back on this canoe and go and get the like second eyeball or get the like weird glowy crystal and then come all the way back. And it just felt like the whole, like there was, they made too many, a couple too many choices where I had to go all the way back to the hub and then all the way back out to the spoke and then all the way back to the hub when I think it could have been done a little bit more elegantly, like spoke to spoke, right? Like well, they also didn't unlock fast travel, like oh, yeah. actually performed like fast travel until way the late in the game. Over basically, yeah, yeah. I think it's really meant to be like an end game thing. He's like, I need to go. F to these places really fast. Which um, maybe people yeah. who stuck to the critical path more than we did might not have experienced. Because yeah. I definitely was like zigzagging around leveling up the character. And I thought I was well through the game. And then we were like, oh, we should record next week. And I was like, sure, yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Like, I'm barely, I'm like barely in the, the story. story. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I'd played for 20 something hours yeah. before I even got the Chains of Chaos or whatever, chain or whatever the fuck it was. And I, I was think, like, yeah, I think oh that's... man that's a big tension in the game that just like really it highlights what you're talking about with the, with the kind of maximalist nature of its design where there's like too, kind of too many things because I feel like it wanted to both be like a Naughty Dog style yes. adventure like Uncharted or Last of Us Last of Us yeah um, with the dad part but The Last of Us is very um, you know um it, it withholds a lot from you, and, and it, it's very minimalist. In, and it's in the very way it's, directed. Yeah, and it's very directed. Very linear. Um, and it wants to, wants to tell that story, but it also want to be like, open world, cool, you can spend a lot of time in this game. Yeah. But that, and that part was 
good, but also like you just can't put those two things together. Like, yeah. um, and I feel like there there's some awareness of that in the design of the game, like the way Atreus, the son, will tell you, "Hey, Dad, you can either do the story or you can spend some time in the open yeah. world if you want." And it's like, okay, it's not really a great choice. <laughs> yeah, um, doesn't make sense that I would. Like, I feel, like, strong enough for the story, like, I don't need to go unlock more things unless I just want to fuck around. Right. Which is fine. It just, like, kind of completely deflates the um, importance of the, the, of the critical yeah, path. Exactly. But that's, like, these are su- such old problems of they the open world games at this point. They like, it, it's just, it's weird that that didn't raise as many red flags, maybe, in, like, how the game was received. Like, because, yeah. um, I feel like... The way like reviewers when I first kind of like got the first batch of reviews out was like treated it like it was Last of Us, like it was um, a Naughty Dog game. But it's like maybe when you review, you just play the critical path, right? Right. Um, uh, yeah. So like I think there's like that that um, dissonance and that like that split between the two modes of playing. We both felt very evidently like I didn't like. I actually enjoy exploring the world for the most part because I didn't go back to the hub that much. I kind of just would be like, um, I would just like hug the, I yeah, really like that you can bank. hug the outer bank and then like you see an inlet and you take it. Like that was actually that felt was very inspired cool. where yeah. it's like, you're not looking at the map so much. You're basically just like, ah, let's go where the wind takes me. Yeah. And that you really, that gets captured in that, that form, that way of like, um, that way of exploring the world, which I thought was really cool. It's almost like Breath of the Wild, where yes. you're kind of going, you're cresting a hill, and then you see something to look at that looks interesting, and you go to it, and it's a real thing. Yeah. And like for a game that's this, that has, has this level of fidelity, and like to be able to pull that off was also was very impressive. Yes. Like I'm like that's great. Like I I almost wish they had like maybe if it had been more of a Breath of the Wild, like um and completely actually open world yeah like that didn't want to that wasn't restrained by this need to make a kind of a hollywood-esque um cinematic journey like that want that that you could keep some aspects of it but not force the player to kind of get funneled at certain points because you're just like you're clipping the wings like you're like a valkyrie yeah (laughs) and actually if i could have directed the game Uh i would have actually had the critical path be forced uh, and then open up the world mm. because I think in a lot of ways the location, the way that they organized the space, uh, was such that there was critical path locations and then side quest locations, and they didn't really mix the two. Uh-huh. It was very oil and water. Like you would go to a specific dock that was a story dock, and yeah. all the rest of them were had nothing to do with the story. Didn't even touch the story. Yeah. So I thought if I was playing through it, it would have been really cool to have the story of scattering the ashes just be required and then open up the secondary quests because honestly that's how they balance the game you know the enemies don't scale with you and we both had the problem where by the time we got to the end of the critical path i was op man there were no stakes Mm. i was fucking kratos and kratos is a power fantasy more on that later (laughs) but like it could have been a really even more affecting game if i was forced to to do the gravitas story mission first mm-hmm. and repair the relationship with my son and then go on a bunch of whimsical adventures mm-hmm. uh, i think that could have been a really cool choice for the game to make i just i don't know like yeah i mean it's it's tough i think it's like obviously a lot of minds are going toward this problem because open world games are the games that are being made and they're getting money and, and funding um, but they haven't figured out how to tell a story. I mean, I actually wrote about this uh, recently, like it, or uh, it hasn't come out yet, but because I was playing a lot of Destiny, and like Destiny and God of War have a lot in common in terms of like uh, background story and kind of um, environmental storytelling, where like you get a lot more pot- potentially out of the story, out of the um, the background elements than you do out of the explicit story. So like one of the coolest parts of God of War is like being in the boat and talking with Atreus, especially in the first parts of the game where like you're still like very awkward with each other. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he had like Atreus wants Kratos to tell him a story and he tells him like a really shitty story and Atreus yeah. is like, that's your story. And like there's so much in that exchange that tells so many more volumes than um, out countless hours of 
of mocap high you know high budget like the dialogue between the various characters you're like oh this is just a game about a someone who you thought was like invincible um and we're like seeing like the his weakness which is being human being like relatable being a father like um there's things that he he does he doesn't know how to do. Well, you can't smash it with a fucking axe. You can't smash it with an axe, and like that is the interaction right there that like spells that entire um, core theme out that like the explicit story doesn't do any more justice to. And like, and I and I noticed that too playing Destiny because like Destiny, the story is just like so bombastic and um, wants enforced forcedly epic where it's like you need to save humanity, you're the guardian of the city, like, all the forces of darkness are coming up to get you and care about this. And you're just like, but how can I care about it if I'm doing it over and over again and, like, right. if I'm dancing and on top of a chest of <laughs> confetti and, and throwing confetti, like... But then, when you're at the base, I notice, like, a lot of times I'll be, just like at the home base, going through my shaders, going through my equipment, like, selling guns, buying guns, because you do a lot of that. Like after every few missions, everyone's like, "All right, back to the base," and you just like fly back to the base and like do your do your exchanges. But there's a lot of NPCs there that are always like talking about ra- random like mundane topics, and like a lot of times you get more story out of just like because you overhear them. Like the audio will play while you're in your menu, and like a lot of times the NPCs will talk about, "Oh, the guardians are so weird." Like, amidst like the and then we kind of talk about their relation as like being human to like your character which is like this undead immortal being that is like kept alive by a magical power (laughs) like yeah and like how weird that is and then like which the story like just never touches upon and like you think that would be the most important thing about this universe is like how can humanity call itself humanity if like the most important aspects or the most important um members of it are not even technically alive and are like um, have kind of been co-opted by a foreign alien force, which is like this traveler object, which is like kind of is the only reason that humanity is continuing to exist. I think in your observation of Destiny 2's NPCs at the home base, uh-huh. you've lighted upon one of my major problems with God of War's overall franchise storytelling, is that you are a God of War, you are Kratos, God of War, and you really only interact with gods. You really only interact with people that are at your power level or slightly below or slightly above it. And with that choice that the franchise has always made, you brutalize any capacity for relative scope or size. Like, there's no... You lose any sense of power. And I think the real... When I talk to all my friends who've played the game, when I read the reviews of the game uh, of God of War... You know, everyone talks about how incredible the first fight with the redneck fucking god stranger guy is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of the best boss battles in the history of video games. And I was like, it was fine. It was definitely shot well. It was cinematic for a quick time event. It was really cool because, like, he punches you through, like, 17 trees. <laughs> yeah. But, like, even there, the reason I think so many people glom to that fight and are so moved by it is because it gives you a real sense of physical strength. You see Kratos laid low by a being that is as powerful, much more powerful potentially than he is. And in that moment, for fuck's sake, it feels like you're in danger. And that brief moment, which is only returned to a couple of times where you're like, oh man, Kratos is in trouble. It's only the first moment that actually sucker punches you because you're like, I'm the god of fucking war. I chop down a tree and then I lift the tree and put it over my shoulder like it's nothing. Like it's my backpack. Whatever. And this dude punches you like into the sky. And that scale uh, is really important when you're trying to portray any semblance of emotion or uh, uh, humility or vulnerability on the part of this fucking god. Right? And I think it only happens once or twice in the game and we've basically started talking about a story so let's start talking about a story like i think the game suffers a lot because it is still a power fantasy um and the power fantasy is that you are a god killing god you know and so you're you're like orbital levels above even the power fantasies that other games can try to portray right you're just like You've like you've killed all the gods of Olympus, right, in the fiction of the game. So now I'm gonna go kill all the Norse gods, right? Like let's go to a, let's transplant to a different fictive universe, and I'll kill all those motherfuckers too. I think because 
that infatuation, that power fantasy infatuation of being a god-killing god is still the main focus of the franchise, I never connected with Kratos as a father to a living god-boy. Because I, I do think they're incompatible. Um, and I, I know I've never been a dad before. I'm only anticipating being a father. But my experience so far uh, in preparation to become a father of two boys, uh, and even my experience of being a son, looking at my own father, the, the power and the potential narcissism of a father is actually detrimental to fatherhood. It's really not compatible. Um, and I think that the game suffered a lot, like, the game suffered a lot for trying to mash fatherhood into Kratos' life in a franchise that's still about going out and basically, like, being a god-killing god. Um, and I know that they changed some things about this, the, the sort of doling out of the plot. The gods are after Kratos this time. Kratos isn't after the gods. He just wants to be in peace. He just wants to be sad, dad. Like, blah. Mm -hmm. But, like, history will catch up with you, and your past sins of the father will be visited upon the son. Blah, 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 blah. And I think that for all of those minute differences that were made to the doling out of the plot, you had the games press be like, 10 out of 10! Kratos finally grows up! We're all adults now! This is amazing! The dadening! You know? Wow! I'm so mature now! I just felt like it was making a lot of shitty, shitty, shitty choices uh, and has not grown up. I don't think it portrays any real vulnerability on Kratos' part or Atreus's part. It's still fridging women. Uh, your mother is dead, and that's the mo your mother and your wife are dead, which is the motivation for the entire quest. Turns out she's also a MacGuffin, you know, that gives you superpower weapons and like was spoiler alert was a giant all along. But who the fuck cares? Like it sucks. Yeah. It's like set dressing that doesn't matter. Uh, the other mother in the game is this like potentially dangerous also ends up making terrible helicopter mom psychopath choices by the end of the game so you're like fridging or portraying women horribly still as an industry and as as a male dominated industry goes it's still just a man story and i'm gonna just quote you know beatrix kiddo's daughter from kill bill kratos was a bad daddy he's just a bad father like i would not want kratos as a father and if that's like the low-key like actual like message of this game like great but I don't think it is but I don't think it is so I, mean, I think they could have gone there at the end but they, they like there was because it's interesting because I think there is some setup at least in the first few acts where it's like yeah I think it's clear that he is a bad dad yeah and like he's not doing a great job and he's kind of lost because he's like expecting maybe his wife to do all the work yeah I think um, that's absolutely the case <laughs> and like yeah because the son talks about how he's distant like in the beginning like he never wants to hang out with him before and now he's like kind of thrust into the role and like that could be an interesting story that they don't really develop and nope. instead you get a lot of like half measures yeah. and a lot of like convenient um like uh wrap-ups of the narrative where like even like basically like craze is just like yeah i'm sad okay you had made me say it i'm sad yeah. son fine and then like but never says i love you and then after that point they kind of like are they're cool like yeah. there's a few points where like they kind of fight and then like at some point arbitrarily they're just cool they're cool again and I think the end of the game really just um I think establishes them as like this is a great family unit unit right. now now we're gonna go on a bunch of adventures yeah like this unit is perfect and like um sorry Freya who's like the witch who um goes who has the son um the uh, redneck fucking strong dude, the stranger. What's yeah. his name? Uh, Thor's boy. No. Thor's brother. Thor's brother. Um, dang. Yeah. I'm Whatever his name is. Baldur. Baldur. Um, and like you know, I like redneck strong. I mean, stranger. he is a red strong redneck guy. <laughs> yeah, like, strong redneck. He's like the guy who's in Justified. I was like, oh, it's the guy from Justified. Like, the minute I saw him, I was like, oh yeah, it's the guy. Um, but like she kind of yeah, she's really, um brush aside in this yeah. in this way that doesn't 
that just feels like she is used like as a sacrifice to to almost like to congeal or to like wrap up and tie the loose end off of yeah. Kratos's yeah. plot it's like this is how bad parenting could go yeah. like so don't do that but um do everything the way you're doing it you're great exactly like don't change the way you're behaving and it's like but what like why doesn't the game have the courage to have a tragedy in terms of like the way like or or, or showing that the actions of kratos like aren't good for yeah. atreus or aren't good for their relationship like yeah. I mean, they borrowed so heavily from Last of Us, and Last of Us, like, for all its problems, still has an ending that um, is conflicted is and grounded. very conflicted yeah. in a very, like, plausible way, where yeah. you're like, yeah, this guy's fucked up. To and... make the choice to be a good father, you have to do a terrible set yeah. of things, yeah. and then lie to the kid, exactly. and full and well and the kid knowing what you've done. And it's done. your idea that you're being, it's like your conception of fatherhood. Yes. Like, every character has their idea of what being a good father is like every person does yeah and like that can often hurt the person that you're trying to help more than it helps them exactly um, and none of that's there in god of war no in fact you know another first party sony game because naughty dog is not first party but it's a very close relationship sure. to sony but another real like god of war was basically a first party sony game another first party sony game that came out uh last year uh was the last guardian and while it's a totally flawed game, I didn't love it, they pulled off fantastically well having a sentient, no, not sentient, but like a self-motivated secondary character that is your ally. Mm -hmm. The big eagle bird dog thing, mm -hmm. uh, you have to like trick it to work in to work for you. Mm -hmm. You can feed it commands, but then it won't always follow them. Yeah. And just like the women in the game being either fridged uh, or being sort of accessories to the plot that act in these very brutal male-written ways, um, Atreus was just a secondary uh, attack. You know, yeah. you press square to to Jason in this case to <laughs> Atreus. You know, you sun press, action. Yeah, you press square to Sun. Yeah, and like that is completely not what real fatherhood is going to be about. You know what I mean? When mm -hmm. I when I read or study up on like parenting, it's it's about scaffolding. You know, it's about like listening. It's about reading the situation and adjusting your approach to create a healthy and safe environment for the child to grow up in uh, and to begin to find the tools to become their own, you know, self-actualizing agent of the world, to be a person, not to be an accessory, not to be a, a command. And I think the more, look, there are parents that raise their kids in very brutal and regimented ways um, and whatever, like I can't judge I can judge. I'm, I am judging. It's just not something that I see myself doing for my own children. Like, mm -hmm. the idea of being a helicopter parent is one thing. And look, if the lore did a better job of talking about how uh, Greek children were literally trained and raped on the battlefield from an early age, mm -hmm. you know, in the actual Spartan regiment of, like, how these, like, ill class of soldiers were raised, it was brutal abuse. Yeah. You know? But they don't go there with the lore. You know? You're left to fill in these blanks um, that, honestly, the game never took the responsibility to, to pay out. And I think if God of War were to grow up, it could explore some of those really captivating, really problematic areas and do a lot of work and bring a lot of dude bros into a new realm of understanding. Like, you yeah. and me sitting here talking about, like, you know, the background of, you know, how Spartans were raised as child soldiers and raped on the battlefield by their commanding officers mm -hmm. like that's that's all well and good but like we're already of a, a type of person that's like exploring those themes and like understands that like maybe I, and who knows what type of parent you would be if you want to be a parent but like you know us sitting here and talking to each other it's not an echo chamber but it's, it's us preaching to each other's choir we come from a very similar sort of socio-political worldview but you know maybe if the god of war franchise grew up a bit the same dudes that were like literally doing like quick time rape scenes in the previous games of god of war or like ripping the eyeballs out of like medusa's ripping medusa's head off and like literally using her head as like a secondary attack in previous mm -hmm. games. maybe we could have brought some people up and like mm -hmm. lit up some discussion about what being yeah. a good father is about i mean mechanically what if there was a a more like you literally gain powers throughout the game right 
it, it, it's maybe maybe if you construe it one way it's like Kratos by learning to be a less shitty dad gains like the powers of whatever but, but I mean I think we have to question the motivation of the creator because like right. I think that it's it's a matter of like who like you're saying like if we made it like we'd, we'd have a different out like takeaway or sure. a different way to approach it but like this is a, one of the create, original creators of the game, Corey right. Bar- Balrog or Barlog, whatever. Yeah. Um, and like, so this is like his version of a, an adult of God of War. So you have like a God of War where it, there's zero sexuality. Like, you know, they completely right. remove it because he's like, cause, but you can see like how it works like in his mentality where it's like, you know, as a husband, as a husband yeah. to a wife and a father to a child i like i have grown up but it's like but that's like how a lot of like men who haven't had to deal with their masculinity um have had to like question it or question, yeah. or explore it or explore even. it see adulthood they don't see it as like actually changing they just see it as like i sowed my wild oats in my youth and that's behind me and i'm turned it off like a faucet yeah turned it off like a faucet not really in touch with my emotions yeah. like I'm cool now, but all it is is a turning off. It's not a, it's not an, it's not a self discovery, right? And it's not a an awakening of any kind. It's really just like tamping down on the parts that society has like told you are bad. Yes. That you're not really trying to find out why they're bad, and yeah. that's why the game, despite like looking like it's making progress, is really just like transforming the same destructive masculine elements yes. into like something that looks responsible, but like achieving the same ends where it's like the power fantasy well said. and and fridging of the woman and kind of doing what you want with or like you know using your power to do what you want with the world like you're still shaping the world be, like beneath your thumb beneath your your heel yeah. just in a way where it, it, all, for all appearances you are a more mature being yes by all outward appearances outward yeah. appearances and yeah. I do think like even by Kratos's own in fiction um sort of goals that he sets for himself to pass on certain lessons to his son Atreus slash Loki I think he fails at that as well because I think a lot of the stuff that he sort of preaches at the beginning restraint and only kill when it's necessary all these kinds of things these lessons are not necessarily learned by Atreus and just in the or book, even done by or done Kratos. by yeah <laughs> certainly not done by Kratos yeah uh, certainly not learned by Atreus um, and they just are about to go off on even more franchise adventures, you know? Like, And yeah. there was that, like, one of the tombs or whatever, you know, had them looking at objects from, like, ancient Egypt and whatever, and there was, like, all this side conversation about, like, gods from different eras and shit. So, like, the franchise will march on, you know? They yeah. still have to deal with and kill Odin, so there's going to be two or three games in North, Norse mythology, but they leave the door open for the continued franchise of this. So what happens next? Like, Kratos gets even older... Uh, and even less angry, um, or maybe he's out of the picture, and Atreus, Atreus. is like the new. He looks cool. He's like kind of got a cool haircut or something, and he's like in his twenties. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can imagine. You, it's pretty easy to imagine where it can go from here, considering yeah. like how successful it was. Absolutely. Um, in kind of, I think, yeah, um, appealing to the same uh, aggressive and like kind of campy or or like grindhousey instincts of like the early games yes but just kind of like um wrapping it in a more like it's almost like logan like how logan yeah, meets Logan's Wolver- version of growing up meets wolverine um yeah. where it's like oh nah, he's still extremely violent yeah. and gl- not glorifies but um a, um kind of like zooms in on the violence and like uh relishes it yeah but it's also bad it's just sad yeah it's sad i mean it's a, he's a sad murder sad dad. Crazy. Sad murder dad. Sad murder. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, like, I kept on, because the, you know, we chose this game because of my impending fatherhood, you know, I kept on, especially early on in the game, and then near the end of the game as well, I was trying to remind myself, I was like, oh yeah, like, is there anything that I can learn from this game, uh-huh. like, that I could apply to my fatherhood? And the answer was a resounding no. Like, try not to learn anything from Kratos. Learn how to tell better stories. Yeah, learn how to tell better stories. Great, that is one lesson. Um, but, you know, I at the same time I started playing N plus plus, and I actually realized that there's way more um, lessons to be learned that I will apply to my impending fatherhood from N plus plus 
than a game that had a bloated plot pointed towards fatherhood. Mm-hmm. A plotless platforming game uh, that is incredibly that demands incredible precision and flow uh, and stamina and attention um, taught me more potentially about the skills that I need to cultivate to be a good father than this brutal <laughs> power fantasy called God of War because N++ is a demanding, it's a very demanding game. It has an incredibly great learning curve and difficulty curve, uh, very well balanced, but it's hard. It's hard as nails. It's the <laughs> dark souls of platformers, if you want. Souls of whatever. Um, but I realized that as, I was, as I was playing it that you know, the things that the game asks of me uh, are to give a lot of attention, to have a lot of patience, um, to have a lot of compassion for myself. Because when the going gets tough, you can have a sort of swell of emotions and get frustrated and put the thing down or get pissed off. But I found that when I would clamp up, uh, I actually gave myself a harder time at getting the jump right or memorizing the pattern that I needed to memorize to like get out of that one slump. And so I started realizing that, like, my relationship to that game, first of all, is decades old. I've been playing N for a long time, and I've been loving it since it was released, I think, in 2001. And I just, it keeps on teaching me really commutable, like, human skills. Uh, and I learn a lot about myself in the way that I approach it and play it. Um, and I've now, like played the various versions of the game so much that I think really one of the only other pieces of media that I've come back to as often is Moby Dick mm. where it's like it's just up there with like some of the most important like pieces of media in my life um, I'm actually writing a piece on this my relationship with N and N plus and N plus plus uh, now hopefully you'll give it a look uh, absolutely but it's something that unlike God of War where it's using the trappings of fatherhood again just as like a sort of accessory like a surface level accoutrement um and plus in a lot of ways does give me a way to sharpen the tools that i will need when a little or two little incomprehensible at first like beings that make poop out of milk <laughs> like will come screaming or not screaming into this world and i'll need to learn them and i'll need to observe them and i'll need to be patient with myself and with them and I'll need to get stuck at certain points, and I'll need to realize that there are patterns to follow, and then sometimes there's no patterns to follow, um, and that, I mean, unlike a game, I'm not going to be able to put the kids down. I can luckily pass them off to my partner, Jess, but that in a lot of ways, unlike the relationship between Kratos and Atreus, my kids are never going to be this thing that I can just sort of, like, put my expectations on. I don't want to put my expectations on them, uh, so much so that they become like a button press that I'm like, oh yeah, these are like my this like my sons are like my literally like my quiver and my bow and arrow like <laughs> yeah. they're they're just accessories or they're just tools that I use. Yeah. I am my job is to scaffold and create an environment in which they can grow into their own beings. Yeah. They don't have I, to help you no, do I, your thing. I have to help them. Yeah, and then I need to let go when the time comes yeah. uh, and then continue to be accessible when they if they need me mm-hmm. and it's really highlighted a lot of like you know playing God of War anyway like not my dad was never like abusive or you know not terribly abusive nothing like nothing like nothing yeah. bad compared to like some of the horror stories you hear of people growing up but you know at different times I've had a really difficult relationship with my father um, and especially now that I'm getting older and approaching fatherhood and he's getting older, you know, I can see things a little, little bit more clearly and I, there were elements of weirdly God of War that reminded me of being my father's son, where it was just, at times it just felt like I was a side character in my dad's story, mm-hmm. you know, where I was like if I was putting casting myself as Atreus I'd be like, yeah, like, sure you know, the, the game set mission is to like go and scatter our mom's ashes, it's her last request, but like Growing up as my father's son, there was just a lot of times where I was just like, yo, you do realize, like, I am a human, mm-hmm. and that I have, like, interests that are different from yours, mm-hmm. and why are you forcing me to do this thing, or why are you admonishing me for not doing that mm-hmm. thing? I'm just not that person. And I think, you know, if I could relate at all my experience of being a son to that experience of God War, that's a lot of the reason why I want to be a different dad than the one that I had. I love my father, but 
I definitely want to be a different father than than he was. Yeah. I think it's a good place to end it. No oh, shit. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> brutal. Uh, I love you, Dad. If you ever listen to these, which I know you don't. But <laughs> um, yeah, so God of War, really fun game. Uh, really terrible dad. <laughs> bad dad, good game. Bad dad, good game. But I think that's the most we can ex- expect, expect from yeah. games at this point. Totally. I mean... They're they're getting there. I mean, they're figuring out what they're doing wrong, and the question is figuring out what what you got to do right, like yeah. what to how to move forward. Yeah, and I think like honestly, just to return back to like you were talking about how there's tons of open world games and none of them get it right. I again, we'll go back to how much I love Breath of the Wild because in a lot of ways it puts its story in the world, mm-hmm. and then it just lets you create your own story through gameplay. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how you should healthily raise a child. It's like. You're, they're going to come up in this world and they're going to have you know your help in critical moments but it's really a journey of exploration and self-discovery and Breath of the Wild I think got open world games right because mm. it's just like here's the world and every time you play through this game the choices you make and the sequence of choices that you make them in is what the story of the game will be yeah. and it's all there if you want it and it's not if you don't yeah so Which is, uh, that's true yeah so just do Breath of the Wild Let's do Breath of the Wild again. Just do that again, yeah. games. I'll just keep playing that game over and over. Or just again. play that game again. Yeah. All right. Let's try it. Let's do that. Let's cover that next episode. Just kidding. No. <laughs> we already so covered that to death. Yeah. But, you know, since you have the baby coming, it'll probably be a while until we record again. Yeah, it might be a little while. But that's fine. You know, you guys go back and listen to our catalog and, you know, uh, follow us on, on the social media yeah. and look at the baby pictures. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you've probably seen some baby pictures. And, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get back to this at some point. I definitely want to continue good um, yeah. after whatever the hiatus might be a few months but. yeah the point where you can sneak away without just getting extremely mad at you yes exactly <laughs> and i want to be the thing is the type of dad that i want to be is one that's really leaning in to the yeah. experience good yeah so yeah so on to the next it. chapter on to the next all right thanks so much for listening guys we'll catch you later catch you later <laughs>